Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Anne is a 68-year-old retired nurse who comes in for follow-up of her diabetes and hypertension, both of which are under good control with medications. Today, she is accompanied by her son, who is concerned because he feels his mother is becoming more forgetful. Anne agrees that she does tend to forget things, but she thinks this is a normal part of aging. She states that her memory has not led to any functional problems, and her son agrees. Besides, says Anne, I started doing these brain training apps to help me keep sharp. But then she asks, do they really work? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Alan Ehrlich, Associate Professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School and Executive Editor of Dynamed. Hi, Alan. Good morning, Frank. So interesting to be talking about do brain training exercises really help people? But before we get too far into that, let's let's talk about Anne. What do we mean when we say cognitive decline? Does she have some mild cognitive impairment? And how does that differ from dementia? Well, cognitive decline refers to changes in brain function that occur due to disease, uh, such as a stroke, injury, uh, any kind of head trauma, or just aging. Mild cognitive impairment is a syndrome in which a person has cognitive impairment but no or minimal impairment of activities of daily living, and the person does not meet criteria for dementia. MCI can be simply impairment of memory, impairment of other cognitive realm, such as executive functioning, language, or visual spatial skills, or a combination of more than one impairment. It's different from dementia uh, in that dementia consists of both cognitive decline and impairment of function. Okay, so it's the impairment of function that pushes you over the edge into dementia. So certainly I'm in my 60s. I always worry that I'm becoming more forgetful as well. Uh, What are the various non-pharmacologic ways of trying to prevent cognitive decline? Well, first of all, you you say you're in your 60s, which I am too. Uh, Just to let you know, MCI is prevalent in about 6% of those aged 60 to 64, and that rises to more than a third of those over age 85. So it's it's fairly uh, significant in terms of its uh, clinical importance. In terms of non-pharmacologic ways of trying to prevent decline, there are a number of lifestyle approaches that can be recommended. First and foremost would be stopping smoking and avoiding excessive alcohol. If someone has problem with their hearing, hearing aids are strongly recommended because using the hearing aids for hearing loss can help prevent cognitive decline. The data on the benefits of regular physical activity is somewhat mixed, although it certainly has health benefits in general, and it's something that I certainly encourage. Social interactions are important. Social isolation is a risk factor for dementia. And then finally, there are numerous mentally challenging ways of stimulating the brain, such as reading a novel, doing crossword puzzles or stokus, and specific computer games tailored for specific tasks such as memory or visual spatial training. These activities are thought to increase cognitive reserve and therefore allow people to compensate more 
uh, when they're having cognitive decline. Gee, I didn't realize uh, computer, uh, crossword puzzles were on the list. I knew about the, the computerized training games. Um, what's up with crossword puzzles? Well, there's been a lot of research uh, on all these types of activities. And as far as cognitive uh, research goes uh, with respect to crossword puzzles, even back in 2011, there was this study called the Bronx Aging Study that showed doing crossword puzzles could delay cognitive decline by up to two and a half years. Much of the research that's been done on computerized uh, games uh, has been sponsored by websites and companies that host these things and try and get you to subscribe for a fee. Most recently, there was a randomized controlled trial published in uh, New England Journal of Medicine Evidence that directly compared doing medium-hard crossword puzzles, which were considered to be at the level of the New York Times Thursday puzzle. For those who don't know it, uh, the New York Times does a daily crossword puzzle, and it gets, it's easy on Mondays and gets harder as you go through the week. In any event, uh, these were compared to computer cognitive training games that targeted specific domains, whether it be uh, executive function or visual spatial learning or memory. All patients had mild cognitive impairment at the start of the trial. The mean age was about 71, and they were followed for about a year and a half. The primary outcome was a a scale called the Alzheimer's Disease Assessment Scale, Cognitive COG, or ADAS-COG, which, you know, is just one of these uh, instruments used to help assess cognitive function. At the end of the trial, there was a slight decline on the scale in the computer game group, but there was a slight improvement in the crossword puzzle group. And when you break it down, looking at particular segments within each of those two groups, Progression to dementia was 10% with crossword puzzles and 15% with computer games over a year and a half. On the other hand, actual improvement in cognitive function of at least two points was 25% with computer games and 37% with the crossword puzzles. This amount of two points on that scale is the amount that the FDA required to get drugs approved for treating Alzheimer's. So it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but at least it is comparable to what we accept when we are prescribing medications. Okay, wow. So, interesting new data about the efficacy of crossword puzzles over computer games, and that's kind of fun and interesting because it doesn't have to be tied to, uh, you know, crossword puzzles are pretty freely available on the internet. Um, how should we advise Anne at this time? Well, first I would emphasize to her the importance of good blood pressure and glycemic control. Maintaining good vascular health is, is very important. I would tell her in response to her question that there's evidence that the brain training apps can help, but that other activities can be beneficial as well. As to which type of cognitively stimulated activity she should do, uh, that's a lot like asking what's the best diet or what's the best type of exercise. Fundamentally, it's whatever she likes to do and can commit to doing over the long haul. I agree with what you said about, you know, crossword puzzles are readily available. They're very inexpensive. I mean, if you get a newspaper daily, there's usually one in there, or people can buy books of crossword puzzles and just enjoy them. Um, and so you don't have to spend a lot of money uh, to be stimulating yourself. And as I mentioned earlier, even just reading a novel, you can go to the library and check one out for free, or, you know, they have e-readers. So again, figuring out what does someone like to do and trying to encourage that, uh, that's really where, where, how I would talk to Anne about this. 
And I think um, this progresses the thought about uh, some active ways to actually slow or even prevent the decline into dementia. But the other aspects can't be ignored. Her, her blood pressure and diabetes control, isolation, uh, hearing, and other uh, sensory deficits all need to be addressed. Alan, I uh, may pick up a book of crossword puzzles today. Thanks uh, for telling us about this paper. Yeah, I actually uh, initiated a subscription right after I read this paper, too. So uh, <laughs> I, I took it to heart. Now we just have to not forget to do it. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much. Take care. Practice pointer. Doing crossword puzzles can improve cognitive function in patients with mild cognitive impairment. Join us next time when we talk about the rising tide of depression among teens and how to screen and identify it. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.